Hello, you are listening to Truck Spotting, a podcast about labor, activism, the economy, culture, crime and punishment, and any other butterflies that happen to catch my attention. I'm your host, Aaron. My pronouns are he and him. Today is January 3rd. I like talking about change. Change is good. But other things are good to talk about as well. One thing that's good to talk about is accountability and responsibility. I feel kind of awkward right now. The name of this podcast is Truck Spotting. I know, a name is just a name. My most recent occupation of the last decade was truck driver, and yet my first two episodes are having nothing to do with that. Today's topic is what's happening at Special Metals. Special Metals has a plant in Huntington, West Virginia. They are owned by Berkshire Hathaway. They are unionized, and the Steelworkers Union is striking over proposed contract changes. The strike has lasted for three months now. In exchange for reducing vacation time and raising employees' portions of health care premiums by $750 per month, Special Metals is offering no raises this year, 1% next year and 2% the year after. Oh, and uh, they're also removing the uh, removing vacation pay and vacation time that was already accrued by by the workers so what was inflation in 2021 yeah I know official figures aren't out but unofficially they were saying over six percent so basically the workers would be making minus seven hundred fifty dollars a month this year on top of the minus six percent from inflation Now, Senator Bernie Sanders called out the company on this. In fact, he sent a letter to the guy at the top of the company who owns Special Metal. That is, of course, Warren Buffett. Now, Buffett is a guy who has routinely asked the government to raise taxes on the wealthy. He has routinely called for companies to treat their workers better. His reply to the senator was, bluntly, this wasn't his responsibility. Well, what is his role in all of this? Special Metals has plants in five cities in different states and in England. They were acquired in 2006 by a company called Precision Cast Parts Corporation. In, and then Berkshire Hathaway purchased that company in 2016. Berkshire Hathaway hires independent CEOs who run their empire of businesses. That means that the companies owned by Berkshire Hathaway are not directly managed by the parent company. Now, there are several levels to this situation. First of all, Berkshire Hathaway has told the regulators, the CE, the CE, the, sorry, the SEC in filings that they don't control these companies. They, to quote a former president, take no responsibility. To then step in and interfere could mean a violation of securities laws, something that everybody knows is virtually unheard of in the business world. But the really horrible thing is that by stepping in on this particular issue, Buffett might actually end up investigated and fined because the system is very hostile to those who rank ranks and actually side with workers in these kinds of cases. Second, there is the nature of the contract. CEOs generally work through a contract with a board that hires them. They are not at-will employees and by virtue of exploiting the workers are permitted terms that are that they then turn around and deny to all other employees like if you actually try to manage a ceo the ceo gets to bail and blame you and get paid to bail <laughs>
third, there is this level that says you bought it, you own it, and you take responsibility for what you bought. This is the level that our system has outright legislated out of existence. The system is set up so that you can take principled stands and be hailed as a champion of the every person and do absolutely nothing of substance. Oh, I can't because the system forbids me from doing so. That is true because you chose to structure your business in that way. There's a reason Sanders sent that letter to Buffett because Buffett has pretended to be at least sympathetic to the workers. Out of all the billionaires out there in this country, Buffett has one of the best reputations. Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway as a whole has not been anti-union. Some of their higher profile holdings, such as NetJets, are unionized. But when attitude really counts is not when everything is going well. We, meaning us, the workers, get lectured at quite a bit. It's no different, really, than lectures received as kids or students. We have to be able to budget our money. We have to be able to plan ahead, often years and years ahead. That is being responsible with money. But then someone comes along and pulls the rug out from underneath to the tune of, say, $750 a month. So much for planning. So much for stability and responsibility. At the end, funnily enough, this, that is what organizing and the change we talk about here on truck spotting is all about. It is about providing that stability on being able to count on paying off that car and that mortgage or paying the rent. Or if you want to be really radical about it, not having to pay off that mortgage and that rent because decent housing is a part of a basic civil rights pass package that ensures that everyone can eat, everyone has housing, everyone has transportation, everyone has health care, everyone has utilities, all of this just for being part of society and participating where and how they can. Well, that's a nice dream at least. Honestly, I don't care what the legal limits of what Buffett can and can't do are. The system is built in a way that even if he truly did want to intervene, it is insulated against him taking direct action. I recognize that. I don't accept it, however, and, there, and that is a difference with a distinction. I don't accept that this should be normal. I don't accept that you can purchase ownership but not responsibility. I recognize that this is the legal reality. I'm crazy, or at least not crazy like that. So what can be done? Well, there's a few things that people can do, that listeners like you can do, depending on how you feel about things, depending on your level of ambition. Probably the least effort would be to sit at home and send money to strike funds for workers on strike. I mean, you know, they run out of those strike funds run empty, eventually. The next least effort would be to go out every year or two, depending on where you are, and vote for candidates that aren't looking to actively restrict voters' rights. And in primary elections, vote for those who actually want to expand vote workers' rights in hopes that maybe they get on the general ballot. In a, late, in a later episode, I'll talk about the kinds of restrictions that are in place today. Most people don't realize just how restrictive the environment is. In Canada, it is even worse somehow. You can avoid doing business with companies in labor disputes. That's another step you could take. That isn't always convenient. You can watch my Twitter account at Truck Spotting Podcast over the next few, next few weeks. I hope to be posting resources for that. 
In fact, I'm working to develop a useful com consumer reference guide grading various brands based on recent worker friendliness according to my own criteria. Certainly, if the news is reporting a strike or a picket line, honor it. At least for the time being, spend your money elsewhere. It's interesting how capitalists are so quick to speak about the wisdom of the markets and such, but they get really upset when people decide to vote against them in the marketplace. I know it isn't always possible. A lot of companies mainly do business with other companies, and you never know when their products are in the stuff you buy. But buying intentionally is a good step to make. If you are feeling really ambitious, go out and support the picket line. Maybe take them refreshments. Buy them Subway or something. If they are being paid, it's usually like $150 a week to man the picket lines. And helping defray associated expenses of the individual workers can help them. If you do visit picket lines, be aware that they receive training on how to do it safely. And more, more than likely, unless you belong to an organized union, you probably have not been trained. So if they ask you to move or stand somewhere specific or something, be a good supporter and follow the instructions. It seems like a couple times a year someone dies on the picket line somewhere, usually crossing a street in an industrial area or something like that. So maybe reach out to the local involved before doing what I'm suggesting. Every situation is different. If it isn't safe or appropriate, they'll tell you and be able to suggest ways to help them raise visibility in other ways there. It's all about applying pressure. Help them with that however they need. But there is another way to help if you're motivated to do so. You can help by belonging to the movement. Most unions require you to be in a particular place or a particular type of job or take specific training through them for membership. There are others, such as the industrial workers of the world, that uh, agitate for all workers. If you want, you could go to IWW.org for more information. And that's what I did. I'm a self-employed guy moonlighting as a podcaster, and they let me in. They can put you in touch with the local branch. They have resources on training and, and uh, organizing. Here, I think, is the magic of solidarity. It doesn't matter if you are happy with your job and employer right now. Everyone is one management change from being in the same situation as United Steelworkers Local 40 in Huntington, West Virginia. Organize early. Organize often. And help prevent your workforce, your workplace, from becoming a place you don't want to be at. Help improve your workplace. Help improve the lives of those around you. Help improve your own condition. Normalize helping one another. I'm not talking build up a big bureaucracy or anything. Organizing doesn't have to look like that. If you go to, to a place to work and you weren't working with your family, then more, most likely you are around your co-workers more than you are your family. For a lot of jobs, that's just how it has to be. So why not try to make it as pleasant as you can? The more organizing that happens, the more power all workers will have. I'm talking not just factory workers. Telecommuters, coders, system administrators, restaurant workers, bookstore employees. Shout out to the Poetry and Prose Workers Union in Washington, D.C. for their newly won recognition today. Folks, at the beginning of the last century, people running registers and stores made about as much money as factory workers. What happened? Service workers got left behind. Let's change that. I realize that there are a number of people out there who don't like people. You may be one of them. 
Goodness knows I have my days like that. But it doesn't stop me from saying, wait, family shouldn't be put through that. Or wonder what is going down, what is coming down the pike next week or next year. Right now, we have too many people fighting for decent treatment. We have too many people wringing their hands saying, but there's nothing to do about it. It's just a system. But the system is you. The system is me. The system is all of us put together. If there is enough pull in the workplace, in social groups, the system will be dragged along, kicking and screaming to a better era for us all. But nobody at the top is going to push for it. It has to be seized. We have tools today to do just that, if we have the desire to make the place a little bit nicer. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and you want to support me, spread the word. I also have a Patreon at Truck Spotting Podcast. A portion of that goes to running the show, and a portion goes to supporting workers through strike funds, bail, and legal fees for civil rights protesters, and other projects. This podcast will always be free and free of advertising. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate it.